Hello everyone, this is going to be my attempt at a very, very unprofessional podcast. This is going to be the most casual thing ever. But, you know, for me, I get really distracted easily, so hearing somebody ramble in the background would help me personally. So hopefully this is, like, gonna help some people, but, um... I'm so sorry if this is not, like, the spectacular podcast people are expecting. But, um, you know, it's me. (laughs) For me, did you hear that laugh of mine? That was not a fun laugh. I'm very disappointed in myself. But I am not somebody to expect great things from, so... Anyway, someone asked me, do you... I'm reading questions out from Instagram. Someone asked me, do you have a childhood teddy? No. So I used to. His name was Doggy, and he was a little honey brown dog... Um, he was, like, lying on his stomach, and he was so cute. I had him until I was, like, um, seven when I lost him, because I would take him everywhere. And my mother bought me three or four of him and pretended that they were the same one. So, (laughs) I used to go to this drama place called Loop Academy. Um, for, like, a couple years I did that. And what happened is that I would take him there, and I always somehow, somehow, written in the freaking stars, I would always leave him there, and it was so sad because I loved him so much, so then my, <laughs> my mum would go out and say, okay, Sophie, and it was like 8 p.m. as well, so I don't know why I expected the school to be open, but like, hey, a six-year-old's mind, <laughs> um, and she was like, I'm gonna go to the school, and I'm gonna pick up your teddy, and you can do that, right? and then she went and she got the teddy and each time I would be so happy I'd like cry and I'd be like oh mommy thank you so much for getting my teddy back and I didn't know that it was different teddies but once I actually noticed and she was like oh it's just it's the same one and she just kind (laughs) of made me believe it was the same one but um that was my only teddy I've ever loved and out of loyalty to doggy I will never love another teddy the way that I loved doggy um now I feel guilty because my room is covered in stuffed toys and all of my other soft toys are hearing this babies I just want you to know I love you too there's enough love in this heart for everyone okay especially you bunny so I'm so sorry to doggy doggy for listening to this but bunny over here is so cute um I think she's like my baby I sleep with her all the time and when I'm upset I always listen to you've got a friend in me while hugging bunny um, which is very childish of me, I realize, but, um, I don't really mind, to be honest. I think it's better to be childish, um, and do what makes you happy than, like, force yourself into something which just isn't you. Um, so, another question. Somebody said, somebody said, if males had green skin, would you still be attracted to them? yes actually you know one episode they have those stories and it's like my alien lover um and the guy had freaking green skin and i found him so hashtag sexy i don't know why i just think that like i don't know it would be kind of cool though it would be like oh i love it oh stop i would love it um i think it would be cool it would set him apart. I love people who are unique. I think uniqueness is hot. And I think uniqueness is special. You know, that would be wonderful. And yeah. Okay. Somebody said, what do you like most in people? Okay, that's deep. Um, okay. What do you like most in people? I've really got to think about this. What have I loved in the people I have known? Um, 
one thing I really like is forgiveness. I I would call myself forgiving when I understand why. Something about me is that if I don't understand the reason why someone did something, and if I don't understand what was going through their head while they did something, I will not forgive them. And one way I know I will never forgive someone if I understand what was going through their head and it just shows what a terrible person they are. And I think that um, understanding their thought process is what either sways me to forgiveness um, or something that will make me never forgive you. Because I think there's a difference between a mistake and something that shows your personality and something that shows a like key part of your morals and like your beliefs in life and all of that. I think that what I would call it is like pillars. Um, that's a bit odd, but I do believe that like metaphorically everybody has pillars in their life which they hold really dear to their heart. Like for me, I would say honesty is a really big part of my life. I do try and be honest a lot. I'm not really into fakeness and it's not really something I despise in other people in fact I don't even mind when people are fake because if anything it just makes me feel bad because why do you feel like you can't be yourself um in front of people who supposedly love you and it makes me think that also it kind of reflects on the people that are around as well because um I think we should all be loved for who we actually are you know what I mean but um oh what was I talking about oh yeah I really like somebody that will not only forgive me, but also bring out forgiveness in me um, as well. Because I think, I think that's almost like a way which I think I would love. Platonically and romantically. I have never been in a romantic relationship. But even thinking about like friendships and like family, I think there are a few people which I will just forgive for everything. Yeah. Okay, second thing I like, I'll do three. I really like people who are emotionally honest and not secretive. I don't like secretive um, behavior at all. Um, I think there's a difference between boundaries and being secretive. I'm personally a person that has lots of boundaries. And I think secretive is a bit more deceptive than secretive. Like, I I feel as though... When I say I don't really like secretive behavior, I mean, I don't like it when people are always scheming. I don't like it when there's always like ulterior motives going on. I hate that so much. I really wish everything would just be clear. And I find it very frustrating when it's not because I think that there's no point to lie and there's no point to just scheme and deceive and to trick. I don't understand why you do it Um, unless there is a valid reason for it like I don't know maybe it's like a trauma response I think that that's valid but it still does hurt me and it's not really something that I would like in people which is why I like emotional honesty and I like that a lot I like honesty in general because it's something which is important to me it's something which is honesty is something that really like dictates the way that I no dictates the way that I behave um it's kind of like a compass guiding me what to do it helps me make decisions like I think it's important for me to have that in somebody else as well and thirdly I think I like hmm what do I like 
I think I like it when people are willing. I don't really like, um, I don't personally really like it when somebody is very reluctant to do things which are good for them and like good for relationships because I feel as though, um, it's only going to like help us like as a friendship or as a relationship or as a family. I don't understand why, um, I would like to give them enough strength to try things out of their comfort zone. And I think that that's the type of relationship that I always like. Also, I just want to make a side note. I really hope anybody that does the three things I do not like, um, and they have a, a really valid and important reason for that, or it, they can't really help it. I hope you know this is not like a attack or anything. There are some people that like these traits, um, or there are some people who don't mind them at all. Um, that is 100% a possibility. Some people hate how loud I am and some people hate how opinionated I am. Um, but I personally like that in myself, so I would never give that up. But um, this is all very, very personal and very much what's important to me, how do I act and how do I want other people to act? So please don't take this as like a personal attack because that's not what it is at all. Um, yeah, just know that also i'm such an asshole sorry i'm such a widow i could literally i mean i have loved people with these traits before 100 percent. because nothing if i really do love like the core of someone all of these are kind of learned behaviors aren't they they are i think that they are and um if i really love somebody's core i don't think any of this would be able to get in the way even though it would <laughs> hurt me a little bit i really don't think any of it would be able to get in the way i mean that's evident but um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think your core is what's more important than any of these. But yeah, at somebody's core, I like them to be interesting, intellectual, artistic, all of that. Um, intellectual and artistic, you don't really see them together, do you? But actually, what the hell am I on about? Oh my gosh. But I would consider myself quite... Hmm, that makes me sound slightly big-headed, but I would consider myself pretty intellectual and artistic um now I feel like I'm complimenting myself I just mean intellectual in the sense that like in a very typical sense not to like compliment myself but just analyzing like my likes and my interests and all of that I love music and singing and art and all of that but then I also love physics um and science I hate math but yeah so I guess that that would fit into the definition into the definition of intellectual what the hell is the definition of intellectual intellectual um let's see relating to the intellect um okay uh, okay analytical analytical is in the similar i'm very analytical um 100 percent analytical that's very me okay okay i'm gonna move on from this question thank you this is from somebody called space snacks one two three if I speak weirdly and I stumble over my words, it's because people on TikTok make fun of my lisp all the time. And now I have started um, to try and stop that. And I hate that because uh, why on earth should I change myself for people who don't even know me? But I think that, um, I don't know, usually it wouldn't affect me, but it has this time. So... I'm going to try and unlearn that later, but I'm not really bothered to right now. So, oh my gosh, there are so many questions. Okay, okay. Somebody said, this is by Evie. Um, 
why are you always so confident and not afraid to share your thoughts? Okay. I would say... Okay, I would say that um, I'm just logical in my actions. Which sounds very odd, but like, if there is not a reason why I should be feeling like this, if there's not a logical provable reason why I should be feeling embarrassed I will try my hardest not to feel embarrassed and it doesn't mean that I'm a robot sometimes I do get embarrassed when my mind is telling me I shouldn't be embarrassed but I have a way where if something embarrasses me emotionally my logical mind will be like okay f you we're doing this and it kind of just makes me realize that who cares also I think a lot of it's like family both of my parents Growing up, I can confidently say not a single opinion of mine, not even one, seriously, has been influenced by my parents because they were never the type of parents to push their views on me ever. Politics and like pretty much everything like that in my house was never a topic. What was a topic was morals. Like, I've always said that my parents have very low expectations for me as a child, but high expectations for me as a person. Um, I never had, like, well, I do not have chores growing up. Like, I don't really, I'm not a very good kid in terms of, like, I don't do any housework. I never cook. I never do dishes or any of that. But in terms of, like, studies, both of them want me to do well, especially my mother. She's, like, really smart. Um, and she really wants me to do well in school for my own benefit. And she's like, I really want you to do this, Sophie, because if you want to be a singer, you need to have discipline and school will teach you discipline. And she's like, you know, for singing as well, she's always pushing me to like post stuff online. And I think it's really helped my confidence because I used to be super shy about singing and all of that, but she's really helped me with that. And I think that, um, that's important, but, um, growing up, my, natural curiosity was nurtured I think to the highest level that one could be nurtured like I don't think I could have had a better growing up for me personally um there's like lots of I keep on saying child as if that's in the past but I still consider myself a kid um but um I have a lot of freedom and I think that freedom allows me to always ask why I've never been told off for saying why um by anyone and then if a teacher tells me off for saying why I fire back because who the hell are you oh my gosh I remember once my science teacher gosh I hope no one's listening to this but like from school but um it was in physics right and this guy had been mean to me for like the whole lesson, for no reason, just constantly picking on me, and I'm not really the type to, people say I'm opinionated and like super assertive, but I honestly don't think so at all, I think I'm kind of chill actually, if there's, okay, I'm okay with being treated badly, that sounds terrible, but it's kind of true, I don't really care if anyone's mean to me, I don't really care if people call me names at all, what I care about is if I'm being treated unfairly, which I guess you could say, I guess you could group them into the same category, like a teacher being mean to me is unfair, but it's not like he's actually taking any action that would result in like unfair consequences. But um, I was speaking to my friend Lyra, who's like, oh, 
yeah, Lyra, who's like across the classroom. And he told me, do not speak to Lyra again, which he was in the right. That's very true. I, sh- I did not speak to Lyra um, again. But then he gave Lyra a like detention, I think it was, first warning for like doing something silly. I forgot. It was like leaning back on her chair or something like that. Um, it was, I remember it was very stupid and I didn't really agree with that at all. So when he did that, I looked at her. I didn't make any noise. I did not speak to her. I simply engaged in eye contact with her. And when somebody's being told off, I feel like that's a very normal thing to do. Like, I think I made a face, but most of the class was making a face. And he gave me a first warning. Two first warnings is an hour detention, by the way, in my school. And when he was like walking away, he was like, first warning. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, first warning. Do you understand why you've got a first warning? And I said, absolutely not. And he was like, what do you mean? You looked at Lyra and you made a face. And I was like, no, I did not. I did not speak to her. I'm, I was following instructions. I don't understand what you want me to do. And then he was like, why are you speaking back? And like, I think my exact words were, I'm not speaking back. You asked me a question and I'm engaging in conversation. Sure, we're in a school and I'm a student, you're a teacher. But like at the end of the day, I'm a human. And it's disgusting to expect me to not even be able to reply to a question simply because of the status you hold. And then he was like, okay, he looked a bit shocked. And then I was like laughing because I was like, fuck off, but freak off anyway. Um, and then he walked out and told Lyra off and the whole class was like, whoa, Sophie, that was so crazy. But I don't honestly think it was anything crazy. I just think that was me saying a very reasonable thing that I wouldn't be able to get told off for at all. I mean, me saying that, what on earth are they going to do? What I said was pretty much undebatable. So I don't really see how I was brave for doing, for saying that. I just think that was me being me. And then I went home and told my mom and my mom was like, yes, go you, because who the hell is he? Um, when I say who the hell is he, I mean, I respect him as a teacher and I think it's great that he's in physics and all of that. But I mean, I don't respect his choice to insult me like that and kind of pick on me for the whole class. I think that type of behavior is disgusting. So when somebody does that, I kind of tend to look down on them as a person and I'm like, what are you? Wow, disgusting. Because it kind of just shows your inside. Okay, so from Thomas, um, new question, we're moving on. Okay, Thomas asked, what is something people always misunderstand about you? Okay, I think, moving on from last question, again, how people think I'm like assertive and really like kind of argumentative I don't think I'm argumentative at all I think people are oh yeah something I've been called before is like patronizing and I first of all I don't understand how that would even apply to me wait let me google the definition patronizing okay because I need to know the exact definition so I can make a fair deduction on this apparently kind or helpful but betraying a feeling of superiority condescending okay no so my friend used that in the wrong way um so i think she meant that i was like look okay no she did use that in the right way then so my friend let's call her book bookshelf okay bookshelf was talking about how in an argument i had been really patronizing and i was a bit confused i was like what um that's not me if there is one thing anybody who knows me well would say about me is that I don't look down on people ever. Just unless you're a disgusting person. Oh my gosh, then I do. Because I think that 
um, there's always something you can do about that. If you're a genuinely disgusting person and you're not even trying to work on it, um, I will 100% look down on you. You disgusting human being. Keyword, well, keywords, um, if you're not trying to do anything about it, I do understand that people are put in certain circumstances in life. And sometimes if you are a little bit meaner than you should be, and if you are, if you don't really have the energy sometimes to be kind, I understand that because it's probably just your circumstances. But I think that's still hurtful, but it's understandable. But I do think that we should all try to be better. So as long as you're trying to be better, I would never look down on you. But if you're not trying to be better, you think that that behavior is okay, um, go away. I don't like you. Um, yeah. But, um, oh yeah. Okay, assertiveness. I don't think I'm assertive at all. Oh yeah, patronizing. Sorry, keep on losing my train of thought. She said I was patronizing and I don't understand how because when somebody is wrong in an argument, okay, I've said this before, but I think I'll say it again. People say, oh my gosh, like you're always going to be wrong sometimes. But like in arguments, if I am wrong in an argument, in a debate, I am the first person to admit it. If I am wrong in an argument and I don't have logic to back up what I'm saying, I will never um, try and throw empty words at a person in a debate, ever. You'll never see that happening. Which is why when I'm in a genuine, deep, heated argument, I'm usually always correct. Because if I had been incorrect, I would have realized it by now and apologized and said, I'm sorry, I didn't realize that. Good point. Um, but I, you would never see me in a deep argument with me being wrong simply because, or maybe you would, I don't know, but that's never happened before. Um, not to sound big headed, but I think it's not that I'm smarter than everyone else. Um, it's not because I'm exceptionally intelligent. I think it's just because I'm good at admitting when I'm wrong. So the people who find themselves in like deep arguments and suddenly realize they're wrong, I think it's because like they don't ask themselves am I right? But when I have an opinion, the first thing I ask is, am I correct? Am I wrong? Why do I think this? I think it's also relating back to my parenting. Um, all of my opinions, I've always questioned them and not one single opinion I have is from my parents. They've given me lots of morals. A lot of my morals come from them. But opinions, absolutely none. Absolutely zero. I can't stress that enough. And People are like, but some of their views must have rubbed off on you. But because um, I was always told to ask why, even some of their views, which I thought I agreed with, if there's not a reason for why I believe in them, it will never just be like, oh, that's a view I've grown up with. Almost every single one of my opinions, I'm so open about it and I'm so like ready to speak about it. It's because I know why. Some people, you're in a debate with them and it's just like they're arguing a point but there's no substance to why they think that. And you can tell. And I think at that point, when you realize that, when I realize that, that they're just kind of arguing a point which they don't really believe in themselves, I think I just kind of get sad for them because you know where it's coming from. It's obviously just how they've been influenced. And who knows, maybe in 10 years, they will be a completely different person. Maybe they'll be on the different side of the debate. But um, for now, I just kind of don't really want to engage in those type of debates because I think that they're quite useless and it's also not mentally stimulating when you understand why a person is saying what they're saying. So, yeah. 
But, um, what is something people always misunderstand about you? Sorry if this is, like, a huge ramble. But, um, okay, back to the point. Something that people always misunderstand about me. I think people misunderstand how I'm opinionated and assertive. Actually, no, I'm opinionated. Well done to anyone that's recognised that. To be fair, it's not that hard to recognise. It's quite prominent in my personality. But, um, people misunderstand that I'm argumentative. Because I'm not. I think that, um... I'm not argumentative and I'm definitely not defensive. That's something which also people say. They're like, oh my gosh, you're so defensive. Absolutely not. If somebody's bringing up a point about how, let somebody, let's say somebody said this. Sophie, you are so, ah, wait. Sophie, you are so annoying. Okay, let's say. I don't think that insult um, has much weight or value to it, but let's just say. If I asked why, what makes you think that? And somebody said, you're just loud. And then I said, what makes you think loudness is annoying though? Is that not just your personal preference? Sometimes people are like, why are you being so defensive? And that's not defensive. Defensive is me calling you a... Okay, defensive is this. Person A says to person B, you are an asshole, right? Person B says, no, I'm not. Person A says... But you literally insulted me last week and you were super disrespectful to me and you completely invalidated all of my feelings. It is defensive of person B to say, I'm still not an asshole. You are. Because person B is not genuinely taking what person A is saying and looking at their behavior and seeing if the two match up. Person B is denying the words they are being told on no basis. There's no reason why they're denying the fact that they're an asshole. It's just them being defensive. But defensiveness is not when you are saying a trait, you're telling me I have a trait that I know I don't have. That's not me being defensive. That's me being truthful. And I'm really sorry if you can't see that. But um, one day you will. I mean, we have to grow, right? You're not just going to be stuck like this forever. <laughs> I realize that sounds kind of mean, but um, I think it's true. I think that that's pretty undebatable if you say that that's defensive. Okay, more questions. I hope this will not be too long, but yes. Okay, somebody said, somebody said, are you making a podcast? Yes, I am right now. So, okay, somebody said, ah, let me pick. Also, I'm picking right now, right bloody now. Um, Someone said, okay, questions. Sorry, 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 sorry. Hmm. Oh, opinion on deep pan pizza? Bloody hell! Oh my gosh! Bloody hell. Okay. 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 I do not like it. I used to like it. I used to have those mini ones as a kid, but I'm I don't really like deep pan pizzas anymore. I used to though. I used to, but not much anymore. I think it depends. There's one brand I like. It's like deep dish or something. But apart from that, no. Okay, somebody asked, Nancy asked, do you think we will ever get out of a patriarchal society? Yes. Um, 100% yes. I think that, um, oh my gosh, a million percent yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that there's no doubt about it in my mind. Because everything changes. I mean, not a single thing on this universe is permanent. Um, 
really nothing is permanent. Not even this earth is permanent. Nothing in this universe is permanent apart from the universe itself. And even then, the universe consists of ever-changing planets, so one could argue that the universe itself isn't even permanent. But um, I think everything changes. Uh, I think that we've made a lot of progress in like the past hundred years, and I can't imagine what another hundred years must do for us. So I definitely do think that we will. I think that change is so prevalent everywhere. I think that change is unavoidable. And it's one of the things I love most about life, actually. I love change. I think change is amazing. Um, Because even if change makes things worse than they were before change, I think that you'll come out of it even better. Do you get what I'm saying? I think change is not only necessary for life to move on and progress and for you to grow, but I think change is beautiful. And I wish more people could see that. Okay. Anastasia asked, would you like you if you met you? Yes, I think I would actually love myself. Personally, I try to treat people the way I would like to be treated. Bit cringe. A bit of year two vibes have been sprinkled in that sentence. But I do like to treat people like the way I would want to be treated. That's definitely true. I think that I would love myself simply because... I do love myself, but if I met myself, I think I would love me. Just because I think that um, I don't adapt to meet other people's personalities. But I definitely do. I definitely do... Wait. I definitely do sense what people are comfortable with. Do you get what I'm saying? So if somebody's uncomfortable with me talking about I don't know, hairdryers, for example. Where the hell did I get that one from? But um, I will stop talking about hairdryers because why should I? They probably have some personal reason why they're upset about me talking about hairdressers, um, hairdryers, so I will not. But if somebody's upset about me talking about, like, my period, let's say, I'm more likely to ask them questions about why they feel that way and try and decipher that behaviour. So I think I would like me if I met me because I fit other people's vibes if I can not tell why they're feeling uncomfortable. But if I know why they're feeling uncomfortable, usually I'll just ask some questions about it, unless I feel as though it's too personal. So yeah. But I think I would love myself, because also I think I would agree with everything. Obviously because myself is myself, and I would have the same opinions, but also, let's say myself and me disagreed on something, we would eventually come to a certain agreement, because... I'm very good at accepting other points of view if it is backed up by logic and empathy. It needs to be a collaboration. It can't just be all logic and all emotions either. Because I think emotions are unreliable. Nah, not unreliable. That makes me sound like an asshole. But I think that they're unreliable in the sense that they can lead you in any direction. Even the worst people on the earth. Because when we think of emotions, we think of sensitivity and empathy. And, you know, we think of all of that, don't we? We think of artistic talents and we think of everything don't we when we think of emotions we think of dreams but um emotions are some of the things that drive the worst of the worst of society to do what they do you know this is what drives the people who commit violent crimes you know what i mean that's all emotion you can't say that that's logic you know there's no reason why one human would want to murder another um logically 
but there's loads of emotional reasons. So I think that um, emotions aren't always good. And I think that's a very big misconception about them. Because when somebody's like, an argument can't be all emotion. People are like, oh my gosh, have some empathy. But it's like, what if emotion is the direct enemy of empathy? Because I think the dangerous thing about emotions is that somebody can say that they feel the way that they feel and that's it. Then it's justified. Because what's going to stop someone feeling like murder's okay? Do you know what I mean? What's going to stop that person from thinking that if it's not for logic? Did you get what I'm saying? Logic would be that person's got a life. That person's got family. Their family's going to be in pain. But then again, emotions could be like, who cares about the pain? I feel as though I do not care. And people are entitled to feel whatever way they feel. Um, When I say entitled, I mean that they can. It doesn't mean it's correct at all. Um, At all. So, yeah. I would love me. Wait, what the hell am I on about? Give me a minute. I'm, I get confused a lot. Um, like sidetracked. But um, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Moving on. Leaving the murder. <laughs> but uh, wait. What? Okay. I'm looking at like my murder mysteries. I'm reading so many books at the moment. I just finished Truly Devious by Maureen Johnson, and I'm halfway through Villette by Charlotte Bronte. Freaking hate it. I'm reading. I'm reading a book by hg wells it's like love and mr lewisham and then i'm also reading the martian by andy ware um i'm really enjoying it i love reading books but um villette i've ditched that i don't really care about it but i was reading the martian today in pret and it was super super interesting okay somebody said do you think you would be happier without tiktok no um i think that at first, TikTok made me super anxious. I would get very stressed um, about TikTok. But I think that um, that's important. It's great that I experienced that type of emotional distress. Because I think that that's unavoidable. Um, for what I want to be in life, like a singer. Let's say I'm successful in that department. Um, which I really hope to be. I would have to deal with that anyway. And it's best that I deal with it now. And at this early age, unlearn all of those kind of damaging lessons, which TikTok has like taught me and kind of forced me to learn in the best way possible. Um, It's better I do that now than later. Uh, TikTok taught me how to not care about other people's opinions. It taught me how to take everything with a pinch of salt. Um, Also, my mother was saying to me and she was like, you can't be on TikTok and care about people's opinions. She's very, very fiery. Like, if there's one word I'd have to describe my mom, it would be fiery. Mainly because her moon is Aries, her rising is Aries, and her sun is Sagittarius. So, yeah. But, um, yeah. Anyway, but, um, that's my mom. And she was like, you know, okay. Whenever... Um, there are a few things I remember her saying... And it's like, one thing she said to me on my birthday was, can't you conquer what if? So I kept on talking to her and I kept on saying, but like, what if this happens and what's going to stop that from happening? And she was like, can't you conquer that? Can you not? When you get to it, what's stopping you from climbing that and stepping on it? What's stopping you from growing from that? And I think it really changed my perspective. She said that on my birthday. Um, this year. Oh, wait, this year or last year? 
Let me check. Um, yeah, this year. And I think it really did change my perspective on a lot of things. So, yeah. That's something that's really helped me. And I think that, um, what if is a very dangerous path to go through because it's very emotion-based. It's very, it's not logical at all because what if is usually not the most likely case scenario. And it really, it's really sad because I know how easy it is to get sucked into that. Um, and I think TikTok, um, you're exposed to so much that I think it's easy to think about what if, what if, what if, but I don't think what if is going to happen. So, yeah. Okay, more. Somebody said, what is your favourite artists? This is by Tilly. Okay, Tilly. I would say my favourite artists would have to be... Hmm, I don't know. Let's think. Okay. First of all, let's do different genres. Let's do genres. So, I would say... Just as a general one, Duke Ellington, Ella Fitzgerald, Art Tatum. Absolutely adore them. 1930s and 1940s music is probably the two of my favourite decades ever for music. I really enjoy, enjoy like, jazz and, like, let's say Art Tatum. I love T for Two, which is, it, that was um, first recorded in 1933, I believe beautiful i love it so much really i do i also really like take a train which duke ellington collaborated with ella fitzgerald on that i really really love it i also like swinging on a star which was covered in 1944 i believe i love it all i really do but um yeah in terms of like thrash metal i'd say metallica megadeth and I think I'm going to try and stay within the big four because that's kind of what I'm more familiar with. But I really love Metallica. I really bloody like when David Mustaine was on the tracks. Oh, I really do. Kill Em All is bloody amazing. Wow, I love it so much. Um, I really love Hit The Lights. Oh my gosh, that's their first song of their first album ever. And it's cray cray. I can actually play Seek and Destroy on my guitar. I have a Stratocaster, so I really... I don't wish I got an SG, because I love all types of music. And I think the Stratocaster is more versatile. But I think an SG would be better for thrash metal. But, like, it's okay. I can just, like, get pedals and put distortion on my little amp. But, um, okay. Okay, thrash metal, Metallica, Megadeth, and... That's it, really. Love those two. In terms of pop, I'd say Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift. Absolutely adore Taylor Swift. Adore her! I love her so much! Ah, she's wonderful. Um, and in terms of, let's say, what are some other genres? I don't really know, actually. Um, like, the ones that I actually listen to. Let me go into my recently played. So, Oh, Katy Perry, this is how we do. Yeah, chillin' late back straight stuff. Yeah, we do it like that. This is how we do. Do 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 do. This is how we do. Sip soup and do 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 do. Anyway, um, okay. Okay, somebody said, okay, new question. And then I'm gonna have to end this because this is 40 minutes. Bloody hell. Okay. Okay, someone said. Oh, someone said, Cindy said. I feel like you're so good at English at school. Like, you seem so well-spoken. Thank you. I love being um, called well-spoken. I think that's one of my hashtag favourite things ever to be called. But I would have to admit, English is one of my favourite subjects. 
I thoroughly enjoy English. I think when I... I don't know what day of the week it is, but I have double English. First and second period on one day of the week. And I adore that. I think it's my favourite thing ever. Right now we're studying Shakespeare. And I'm really into Shakespeare. I love his sonnets. Um, And I tried writing a sonnet myself. And I was actually fantastic. Bloody hell. Uh, I was great. This is slight sarcasm. But um, yeah. I think I did pretty well actually. To be honest. I think I did okay. But um, yeah. I really enjoy Shakespeare. I love English. I think it's wonderful. It is my favourite thing ever. I also really like Shakespeare's view on love. I love that. Um, the idea of like. I think it was a poem or something. He was talking about how his um, lover, wife, I think, not sure, was, you know, her breath smelled and, like, she didn't look beautiful sometimes, but, like, he still really loved her. And I think it kind of went against um, a lot of the love poems and a lot of the ideologies about how a man should love a woman that were prevalent in the 1600s and the 1500s. So I I really love him for that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to finish this soon. I'm just really into this. So, okay. Somebody asked. Somebody asked. Ooh, okay. Somebody asked. Ah, somebody asked. Would you rather know how you're going to die or when? Bloody hell, I don't know, I wouldn't like any of them. I would hate to know how I die or when I die. I think that... <clears throat> um, <clears throat> sorry, for me personally, I think that death is something which I'm the type of person to be worried about it. Like, I think if it's death, right, um... If let's say some magical being told me how I would die, like that would be for certain. Yet subconsciously, I would still try and avoid that situation. And then if they told me when I was going to die, I would be anticipating that date or that year, and it would just really upset me. And I don't think I'd be able to fully live life properly if I knew either. But if I had to choose, I think I would choose when. I think it's easier. I think it's a lot easier, actually. I also think it would be a source of motivation for me, but I still wouldn't really want to know. At all, actually. Okay, so I got cut off. I accidentally clicked the X button for my podcast. But this is going to be goodbye. That was pretty much the end of my questions anyway. That was the longest podcast ever. I am so sorry. But I really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I enjoyed making it loads I think this has been the most fun thing ever. Um, I spent like an hour on this, which is wonderful. Absolutely spectacular. And I just love anyone that's listening to this. Thank you very, very much. Um, I really hope you guys enjoy my answers to all questions, big and small. And I hope you enjoy this. Also, I don't know if you can comment on podcasts, but if you can't, then please tell me on Instagram what to name this podcast because I do not know. I'm probably going to go ask my Instagram right now. But um, by the way, the questions I was reading out, those were the questions I was being asked as we spoke. As I was speaking on this podcast, new questions were coming in. So, yep. But I'll see you soon, guys. And I love you. Bye. Ew. <laughs> Shut up. I feel like Stampy Longnose when he was like, bye at the end of every video, every 
Stampy's Lovely World video, but I'm going to stop and I'm going to do it. So without further ado, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to say that. I've always wanted to say that, but um, okay, bye, bye. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Okay, bye. Hashtag I love you all. And have a good night, morning or midday, uh, wherever you're listening to this. If you're listening to this at... 3am in the morning go you but do try and get some sleep it's good for you but um if you're listening to this early in the morning well done early bird bloody hell it's um currently uh 11 27 as i'm making this so yeah but i'll see you soon bye wherever you are um whenever you're watching this wherever you're watching this have a good day so dramatic. Bye. Okay, cool. Okay.